Hi, everyone. Welcome to the new Grief and Rebirth podcast, Rebirth Series, where I will be chatting with special, inspiring people who have grieved, met their challenges, chosen to heal, and have experienced the blessing of rebirth. This new Rebirth Series is inspired by a comment from my son made while I was on my healing journey after my precious husband died next to me in a tragic car accident. Mom, he said, there has been nothing worse than seeing you in total despair and nothing better than seeing you able to have joy again. From my heart, I wish this for each of you. Be sure to give a listen. Hi, everyone. As you all know, my name is Irene Weinberg, and I'm your host of Grief and Rebirth Podcast. And today, I have the high honor of beginning our Rebirth series with an absolutely wonderful, beautiful person from the United Kingdom named Diana Paleokati. And she has quite a story to share with us. We are beginning to do this series because I've introduced you to so many professionals and wonderful people who can help you out of your swamp of grief. But how about people who have already done it and are actively uh, enjoying the rebirth experience in their own lives? So without further ado, this is welcome, Diana. And I would want to ask you, please tell us your story. I know you have a beautiful two-year-old little guy and uh, named Luciano, and um, your husband sadly died. you want to tell us what your life was like before that happened and what happened? Thank you, Irene. Uh, first of all, I really want to thank you to, uh, for having me here. Uh, I've been a really a big fan of your podcast. They inspired me truly to actually be here today sharing my experience because actually your podcast likewise helped me. Um, because I was kind of in a, in a place kind of grasping anything out there possibly to give me that hope, to give me the, the belief and uh, your podcast contributed to my journey. So uh, that's the reason I'm here. Um, it actually all started um, 16 years ago when I came to UK. I, I was not able to speak English really well. You came from I, Lithuania, right? Yes, okay. yes. Uh, and uh, I studied, I, you know, I did the, all the things that I, I kind of tried to do for my future. I studied, I, I worked uh, part-time in the bar and, and even worked in McDonald's and so on. Uh, and I've met uh, my husband, my late husband, whilst I was studying um, and working at the bar. I met him at the bar and he was a banker at that time. This was um, oh, 13 years ago. Um and uh, from there, that day, the first day that we met, we've been always together. So we've been uh, um, together for seven years and married for five years, so 12 years together. Um, he was an amazing man and uh, he was Canadian. Um, he came to UK himself uh, 18 years ago, just uh, slightly earlier than me. And, uh, and we married, uh, he proposed me in Italy. We married and uh, then a few years later, we had Luciano. So just, just before um, giving birth to Luciano, um, perhaps um, a week before, um, he was not feeling well and I've, I managed to send him to doctors. He was not going to doctors at all. That's one of the things that probably men do. They never go to doctors. They're very stubborn. They can be very stubborn. 
And he was the kind of, I used to call him Superman. He never had a doctor or dentist. He never needed any of those through entire life. So it was it probably strange for him to have some pains that, you know, he expected them to go away. Uh, he finally went to doctor and um, we, we found out that he had a cancer, stage four bowel cancer. Um, oh and at that time he was 39 years old and uh, it was a week uh, before Luciano's birth as well. So the, Everything just was the most, most probably painful experience in my, oh my entire goodness. life. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, because uh, I didn't have a really good birth as well. So Luciano was born with uh, um, infection. He had to remain in, in um, intensive care unit for three weeks. And at the same time, his dad, um, Trevor, his name uh, was, um, he spent in hospital um, having bowel surgery for one month. Did you so have support? Of, Let me just ask you, did you have support during this time? Uh, I had, I had to was my anyone mom, around you. This was so hard. What you were going through, was anyone there to help you and love you and support you through this? So uh, I was really lucky to have uh, my late husband's mom uh, who, who arrived from Canada to spend time with us, as well as my mom. Uh, so they were both supporting and spending time. But obviously I was going from one hospital to another ah. for all entire months. You know, it's the dream. You have a dream of coming back to having, giving birth, coming back home with the baby and the, your husband and that first night. But it didn't happen for almost a month for me. Um, and obviously I was worried for both of them. And it was extremely hard time. Um, then, uh, you know, we, we are really optimistic people. We kind of positive, we, we just go live our life to the fullest. So I was on maternity leave for that one year. And, uh, my late husband was, uh, on a sickness leave for entire year as well. So we enjoyed every moment together, 24 seven with, with Luciano, three of us, we managed to fit in four or five holidays abroad. Uh, we saw friends and we really enjoyed the life. In between, he was having chemos, as you can imagine, hospital appointments. And uh, as the year progressed, um, things were going not well. Um, his health was deteriorating. Um, he was not feeling well and losing a lot of weight. And, you know, it was extremely horrible to see a really fit person who was just, just two years ago has done 360 kilometers race with a uh, bike um, in uh, Mallorca in Spain, and then going to unable to properly walk. It was extremely hard. So together looking after the baby and, and you know, and living, trying to, to do the best as mom, I think I was, I was kind of in a, in a state where I was um, almost hyper and, and shocked and, and together the same trying to hold it all together and uh, it felt like a normal state it only afterwards felt like I crashed because you you know you keep on going 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 and this adrenaline um, I, I so I, understand that I so understand that yeah you're holding yeah. it all together and then all of a sudden boom it all yeah. and um so so my my late husband's mom has remained in all the time until he passed away so he, he perhaps uh, just a week before he passed away we kind of first time had a chat about death actually he he said um if i'm not able to meet the the test of these um, blood results uh, there will be nothing else that can be done to me and that's all he said we never really i've never even thought about afterlife or afterlife exists or not i was neither believer or, or not believer i was just 
not ever thinking about it. I, I just never liked thinking about death. I I just felt like I will think when it approaches me. But I did not expect my late husband to be actually dying before me and, and going through that. It was you were the so most hard. It's just a absolutely yeah. horrid experience. So my my late husband then passed away on the um, uh, 7th of February, actually. Um, was he in your home? Did he pass away in your home or in the hospital? No, he was. He passed away in, in my home, in our home. We shared and uh, I thought I'll quit the job. I'll look after him. He actually w- was able to walk all the time until probably two or three days before passing. He was not able to walk and he was not able to think clearly. But he was just always holding on to that last moment. And um, I, and I just felt like there's that hope. You know, when you, the hope dies last, when they say, no, there was nothing, you you know, in low logical mind, there was nothing you could possibly do to save his life. But I still hoped for a miracle. I don't know what, what I was expecting. But I, I was that's so normal, though. I think that's so, <laughs> so normal. Did you have hospice or people around you, like medical people around you, or you were totally with your mother-in-law on your own taking care of him through this? So it's just only, so he passed away on 7th of February, which was Friday last year. So on Thursday, we only got the bed, the hospital bed, um, and only started getting some hospice help. But everything just happened so quickly from him uh, talking and having dinner with us to absolutely unable to move and uh, not really functioning in in his brain well. And it was just really quick. And, um, you know, I mean, it was really weird because, you know, when they say they there is a reason why you do not see your loved one's last breath, they always almost ensure you're not there. But I was I was grateful that his mom was there when he died that moment because I was upstairs with my son um, trying to make him fall asleep. And it was the first night when he wasn't falling asleep. It was 11 p.m. and he was still not falling asleep. And it was strange because I was like, what? I understand my obviously distress. He probably was feeling it. So he wasn't sleeping. And then I could suddenly heard um, uh, my mother-in-law screaming his name and I then start going downstairs and then I realized that that's that's when he passed away. I tried to resuscitate him and I called the ambulance and obviously nothing was, you know, we were not able to help him. But um, I'll, it, I'll get to this moment right now because I never really thought about afterlife or I had never had a connection or I've never thought I, I would be the person who sees knows or or feels but perhaps 10 minutes after he passed away and and the ambulance people who've done a great job changed him and cleaned him I sat next to him and I looked at my mom who also arrived very quickly from um, home I looked at my mom and I said mom he's here he's not dead I said mom he's here and my mom obviously oh I understand you know I understand how you're feeling it's probably you know all, all this all these feelings flowing and you hoping he's, he's still not dead. But I'm like, no, what I mean is just, he's somewhere here, just beside me. And this is just his body. It's almost like a meat suit. You're that like, I'm got it. You, you like, got it. You got it yeah. in that moment. You just knew. I was like, oh my God, this is like, he's not going anywhere. But that moment, obviously, you know, I, I kept on it, but it's gone. So um, I was obviously extremely devastated. The next three weeks were obviously a 
extremely painful. And my mother-in-law was still staying with me. And, you know, we were seeing friends just before lockdown, actually, just before complete lockdown. So I was able to see friends and, and, and just not to be alone. Um, and then one evening, I was completely alone. Now everyone left. This was, now we, we approached the lockdown in March. Um, I was laying and he used to call me Bean, like a green bean. A little, <laughs> I never had a name. He was never calling me any name. He was just calling me Bean. So I was sleeping um, in bed and I'm always a good sleeper. Actually, all, all through this time, I slept well. I don't know how I managed that. I just would switch off. That is um, a blessing. That is a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> I was absolutely tired and I switch off would wake up and then see my son and, and go on with the day. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I, I get up very quickly. Or I, if anything, if I hear sound, uh, strange sound that I'm not used to hearing on a daily basis, I would wake up very quickly. So I heard, I was laying, it was 3 a.m. And I, I heard in my left ear. And I know it's not, I, I, I was telling to so many people, it's not uh, my imagination. It's not because I'm going through grief or I'm hoping. I am extremely sane person, very logical as well. And I would just think that is crazy, but it's not. I heard him say, been loud and clear outside my ear at 3 a.m. in the morning. I jumped. I opened my eyes because it woke me up. It, it, it was so loud. It woke me up. And I was like, oh, my God, you are here. I was like, next morning I woke up. I booked a trip to Medium straight away. Um, um, a week later, I was sitting with the medium and I was listening to him. Because so I knew this was a medium. Who was this medium? There are many in England, I know. Yeah, just, I, anybody, I'll, you just went into a phone book and like, I had yeah. to find someone. Uh, I I just googled and I I felt a good vibe about him and I just contacted him and what I went to him. Um, and uh, I I knew that perhaps Trevor wants to communicate with me. I just felt like you know what I can't just ignore this. There must be something. I'm not going crazy. I know it was his even voice. And he called me Bean. And like, I can't ignore it. So obviously I went and saw him and he was quite accurate, but it, it didn't, like, as I would say, it didn't blow my mind. It didn't be like, hmm, hmm. I was a bit skeptical, Irene. I was like, hmm, I, I, can, I can see what you mean here. Yeah, but you can say that to pretty much anyone. He didn't give me anything to like that i would be like wow right you no know? you were looking wow. for that needy proof you were looking that's for that proof but that just opened up the floodgate of my entire journey which why i'm here now sitting here and smiling and being absolutely grateful for the life i have for the opportunity i have and for all these things that i've received post his death that i'm so grateful and and he's continuing uh, post death inspiring me to con continue looking after me and making me grow as he was when we were together. He was, you know, he was always teaching me, showing me the world. And, and I think he's still doing that. And it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm astonished uh, with that. So, so anyway, after the, I've seen the guy, uh, medium, I forgot his name. I'm really sorry. And um, no, okay. I was just curious. I'll send you, I'll, I'll let you know definitely yeah. the name. No, and if you uh, would like a, a medium, uh, uh, the names of mediums in the UK, yeah. there are quite a few on the podcast. And um, I could absolutely recommend a few to you who are wonderful. And they're right in the U UK. So would you know a Cat Bailey? Yes, that's who I was thinking yeah. of. 
So Cat Bailey was actually my teacher. So I've I've taken her lessons actually. So after after I've had a medium lesson, I was I was not calming. I, I was not I was not able to find um a, a, like a calmness or where I could say okay it's done. No, this is something is going on. I need to find out. And I started reading books, all the books about angels, spiritual world, universe. I went into the physics side, the obviously spiritual side. I bought so many books every night. I was reading, reading, and I was never the person who can meditate. I could not focus. I was like meditation. Oh, boring. I'm not one of those people. Suddenly I am meditating, reading these books. I'm getting inspired by these stories, listening to podcasts, including yours. And I was like, there's, there's something out there and I, I, I can't ignore it. And at that time, then I had the living nanny because the lockdown happened and I stopped working. So I needed someone to help me with my son. So a living nanny uh, stayed with me and she's Brazilian who absolutely believe in all those things. Not oh, believe yes. they, just, uh, they just think it's enormous day to day for them. So she was like, that's not an accident to me that she came into your life because you, it's so interesting because when I went through my journey, I also had a very dear friend living with me who was very open to spirituality. So, so that she, so that gave me support. Yeah. That's wonderful. You had her. Yeah. And she just showed me then start showing me various uh, videos on near death experience and, you know, life after death and all. And, um, and then I mean, we had so many signs because I knew this was trouble. Once you know, once you open up to that belief, you realize that they're trying to communicate to you every day. It's just to keep that open mind. And I realized if I even slightly doubt myself or doubt this other uh, physical dimension, non-physical dimension or existence, then I shut that world. And as soon as you just open it up and believing it like everything is flooding into you so all these signs like give us some of the signs like what like what kind of signs does he give you oh oh god irene like there's so many amazing ones like people don't even believe it they think i'm slightly cuckoo that's all right i don't (laughs) (laughs) fine because i like it like you don't have to believe it you just keep an open mind uh, so many, but I will pick a few. A really big one is I, I was um, having a, lots of uh, wrist and, and hand pain. I guess the stress and carrying the baby all the time, it caused me so much pain that it was burning. And I was just thinking of it, not, nothing else. And I ordered my son from Amazon uh, a, like a, um, a strap to strap him in and walk him like a walker so he doesn't fall down and I'm holding him. And it arrived. I get a message on my phone while I'm at my desk. It says, your parcel has been delivered. So I run to the door to see the parcel. And it's a little box. I open it. And it's a wrist protection. And I'm like, "How? I did not order a wrist protection. It's like, it goes on your wrist. And, and it kind of stabilizes your wrist so you don't move it too much and lets it heal. I did not order. So I went on Amazon. I checked everywhere your orders. I did not even spoken out loud if, you know, Alexa or Amazon Echo, all these uh, technologies could hear me. None of it. It was just always in my head. And I did not even plan to order anything like that because I don't think they would help. So then after, so this was actually that's after. Amazing. That's wonderful. I mean, and Spirit does play with the electronics and they can do that. It's and insane. he went online, he made a, he, made, he placed an order for you. But you know what he showed me? He showed me there was an Amazon person trying to pack it and he confused that person oh, to, pack, to pack the wrist protection instead of the harness for the baby. 
that's what he's done. But I also already prior to that, I've been taking Cat Bailey uh, mediumship lessons. So I went. By the way, everyone, I have to say, Cat Bailey is wonderful. You can find her on the podcast. She's and she's done a few events for grief and rebirth. Keep going, but I love this, and I love that you saw Cat. That's marvelous. Yeah, she's wonderful. That's she. She basically taught me meditate uh, and to connect, and uh, we've done wonderful things. And I, I realized I'm quite I'm clairvoyant, um, clear audience. I and uh, she she opened up this gate for me even further. Um, uh, uh, yeah so then I would see we have our photos on TV normally but you would have to turn them on or or specific way they would just turn on themselves just turn on TV TV has never turned on on its own for God knows how many years it just suddenly turns on and the night before I was um, having like a little prayer saying because the the COVID virus stroke and like obviously we're in lockdown so we all worried I was um, laying in my bed and thinking please protect all my friends and family I I hope nobody gets ill uh, I'm really worried and because it's obviously I'm I'm in I'm in total worry all the time now and it's the last thing we need this this disease coming right. in absolutely and um and so the next morning, I, me and my uh, living nanny were sitting and watching TV and I could hear the big bang in the corridor. And I come in um, and I find that this umbrella fallen. An umbrella was just nicely tucked in and in, in kind of in the corner of the shelf. So you would need, um, I don't know, an earthquake to move it. Um, it was literally just bang. And I was like, what's going on? And my living nanny says, Google, I think it's a sign for protection. And I'm like, okay. So then the spiritual sign appears to be on Google saying that uh, umbrella is a way of showing protection, shelter, you are safe. And I was like, oh my God. So I was just saying last night, please protect everyone. And the umbrella fallen. I mean, I I stopped believing there's a coincidence as such. There's no coincidences. Because all these things never happened to me. And now suddenly everything is happening. And isn't it comforting? Okay. It is so comforting. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so then I obviously taking these lessons with Kat Bailey. Uh, we start. Uh, um, obviously, I had a reading with her, and I felt a really good vibe about her. And then I realized that she does lessons, and 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 I emailed her, and we agreed to that. And her reading was amazing because she said uh, she she said um, she tried to um, tell my son's name. And um, she was trying really hard. And she said, you know what I see? Trevor is showing me Pavarotti. I don't know what that means. I'm like, oh, my God. Pavarotti's first name is Luciano. She's like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, she blew me away. I'm like, really? I was like, oh, my God. So that's like you actually communicated with my husband. And she described our uh, where we work and how we go to work and um, and he, he even tried to lead her to my nickname. He took her to the garden and she was seeing so many vegetables. Obviously, my nickname is Beans. So he's trying right. to show Beans. And <laughs> That's wonderful. Yes. And the, so then I was like, I was astonished. Then I was like, that's it. There's no way I'm not going to believe my, my late husband is alive. His spirit is here uh, and he's with us every day. And then I, I start noticing how my son, he would laugh, looking into space, giggle. And he would uh, be pointing at things or staring at something for a really long time. And then I, after these lessons, we, we did obviously uh, connect with Trevor many, uh, many, many times. And I connected with uh, cats, uh, loved ones who passed away and their friends. And, and I 
described how they died and and she was like diana you can see so well it was the second lesson i was already seeing it all wow it's it a blessing yeah i kept said to me i can't believe you only on the second lesson you're doing you you're doing everything right so um there's so much to tell um and then um we had like probably seven or eight lessons and and then she let me go said you know I think you, you're doing well. And then since after I continued my journey, meditating a lot and connecting and receiving signs, which I've received so many, um, let's say my fa- my um, door alarm broke and um, I was getting these signs where somebody is breaking into my house. So I was seeing somebody breaking in my house in my dream and then in my meditation. And I was crying and saying to Trevor, why are you scaring me so much? It's really scary, but that was his way of saying, please put the alarm and fix it. It's not necessarily I is going to be broken into. It's just a way of saying. So then I said, how do I understand these images, messages? Then I start looking at uh, other books where how do you interpret these signs? Because it's really difficult when you don't know what it means because it means, mm-hmm. you know, us going across the street, you wouldn't even know that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, it means maybe a color and then you pick up some other image and, something else and then and you- they're working right and they're working hard from the other side i mean they don't have yeah. a body and they are manipulating energy and they're trying to get into your brain to to give you a message it's it's they're working hard to get that through to you so you're cooperating by try, trying to learn what they're able to tell you means yeah and uh, obviously that didn't end i so I'm, I'm going to finish shortly now. So then I, um, there was a period where I was just doing this all on my own, researching, constantly learning, then start actually doing energy medicine because I realized uh, all the energy around us, so how can I manipulate to make myself feel better? Uh, by that point, um, by the time summer came, it was probably six months, I, I felt uh, extremely inspired. I felt um, light. I felt grateful and I continued continued being grateful and whilst I was still hurting but what I was doing is I was seeing that there's more to life than this that we are just in this physical dimension and I am here with the reason and if I let my late husband down by moping around being being sad crying and not inspiring my son to grow to a great man then who am I so then I I I just thought there's no time to waste. I want to live this life and prove to my late husband that, you know, he his death, you know, is not the end to anyone's life, to all these friends' life and ours life. It's it's the beginning of new discovery. It's the his death brought something so um big in my life that I've never would have done in any possible way unless for his death. So I want to make him proud. I wanna make him see that I am doing all these things because of him. Um, so I had a couple of other mediums because I, I did want to realize what I was seeing was right. Um, and obviously the, the, the next medium I had, she actually laughed at me. She's like, you don't need me, Diana. Why are you here? So this was probably three months later then. Um, I, she's actually in America and I forgot her name. I'm so bad with names. She's a lovely lady in America. We had a call on WhatsApp call. And she she saw my face and straight, said straight away, Diana, she said, um, just going to tell you straight away, uh, you and your husband are not disconnected. You are very much connected. It's like, and then she says, I'm not really sure if, if I'm going to help you much today. And I'm like, what do you mean? You, you're going to help me. You are going to help me. And then she did help. She literally just, um, I probably was 99% 
sure he's alive in his spirit, but I just needed that like icing on a cake. Right. And, and it was a validation. You're connected. And then and, and she saw who you were, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so um, me, uh, when I meditate, my meditation is normally involved when some people refer to meditation as switching off their mind. My meditation is really traveling, traveling to certain different dimension, meeting my late husband, mm -hmm. guide, I lots of other beautiful spirits. Um, and the, Every time I would end up in the same place. This place um, is all green. It's almost like if, if you've ever been to Bali, I've never been, but I've seen from photos. It's green waterfalls. Um, it's a sea somewhere. You can hear the sea and so tropical birds and flowers. I would end up always in the same place. And, and Trevor would always come somewhere on the stones, jumping and says, hi, Bean. Uh, and then he would either take me to the beach or he would lift me up and we would kind of fly. Uh, or there would be other spirit guides lifting me up and, and making me feel better, heal my body. There's so many varieties that I've gone through this. But when I asked this medium in America where I had that call, I said, oh, she said, what else do you want to ask me? Because she was saying everything. I was like, yes, yes. And she was very specific on point like really specifics that Trevor items that he owned and I was blown away already and then she said what else do you want to ask and I was like uh well can you ask Trevor to show you a place that me and him always meet so bearing in mind that place is only in my head I've never spoken to anyone it's not written somewhere on my public profile it's always just in my head I've never even told anyone about it and then she says just two minutes by just looking a little bit away she says, oh, I can see it's green. I can see a waterfall, lots of flowers, these stones. And then I can see probably Trevor always comes and meets you on these stones. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I, I had this 100% this light energy flush through me. And then, Irene, I see my husband standing right next to me and saying, I told you to believe. I told you, Beanie, what else do you need to believe? And I could hear him in my brain while oh I'm talking God. to her at the same time. And I'm seeing him. He's like shaking his head. I told you. I was like, and then oh, from then, wow. I see him anytime. I don't even think of him. He just appears and says something to me and I can hear him. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is unreal. It's just like... That's it. That that's all I needed. And now I'm I'm going to another level. You know, trying to heal my body because it's experienced a lot. My body's hurting from all the stress, and I'm sharing my to heal your body. Are you doing alternative things? Or are you doing traditional things? Um... Yoga, meditation, energy medicine, sometimes physio. But I believe I, I start to believe in different things. And you know what? I mean? even my life's purpose is different. I was. My goal was to become a, a, a senior a banker, uh, to always be working in professional background. I don't want to do any of it. I, I want to find a peace and calm. I want to inspire people. I want to help. I want to like somehow just do these good things to people that I've received from them whilst I was going through this journey. Then I started appreciating things, my friends, my family. Everything just started to be a burst of love. So as if I'm like, my soul has been enlightened together with this experience. And I should be feeling miserable and horrible 
you know, some people would say, I, I, how, how did I do this? But I, I think there's just discovery of uh, trying to follow my late husband's um, guidance and then together being um, curious and together uh, hoping for some sort of openness to believe that we're not all as we see. That's and now right. I know uh, this is just a meat suit. And then there's some, there's some other worlds and dimensions. And then now we can connect to the universe. And now I start looking at the things. How do I um, train myself so I connect better to higher consciousness, make better decisions, uh, live a better life and or find the meaning of life or a purpose to my life, what I should be doing. And I think my life is not working in the bank. My life is somehow helping people. And I've never was like that. I was never empathetic. I was quite harsh, strong career woman. And now I am feeling a lot. I am feeling emotional, seeing a stranger. Something happens to a stranger, I'm feeling emotional. I, I could watch on TV things happening and I would be like with my straight face. Well, such is life. Whereas now, no, I'm feeling it. So here I am. You are you. truly, you are truly a sterling example of someone who has been rebirthed. I mean, you really, even your heart was seated and 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 grew and and you've grown in every way. Do you think you would want to become a healer on your own at some point? Like I think, I think what what I've noticed if I push for things or try to do it, it won't happen. And I think uh, what I'm feeling is I'm gonna get to the stage where I'll be somehow helping people. That's my end goal. Uh, and where I'm not gonna be oriented by money or career, I'm gonna be giving, uh, the, the happiness of a person I gave help to will give me more than money or anything else would. So I think that's where I'm getting and I can feel I'm gonna go there. It's just, I'm trying to find ways and and I'm, I'm, I'm worried, you know, like about my job, let's say, what if I, what's going to happen if I don't do this job and I do something else? I'm, I'm always very um, uh, careful. I don't take risks as, as such. So I'm always waiting now for this kind of... Uh, for your um, next step. For your next exactly. step. Yeah. I'm just waiting for this guidance instead of jumping into it. I feel like everything is happening for a reason slowly and I'm giving a chance to evolve itself. That's so absolutely wonderful. Just want, And you know how many people you're helping just by... Just with this interview today, how many people uh, just like you who have heard the podcast and gotten so much comfort? You know how many people are saying, "Oh my goodness, here's here's a person just out of the blue, living in London, and look at what she experienced and how real this is, and look what yeah. she's done with her life." That is so admirable. And I just I just, help so many people. Exactly. I just I just want to tell we we all going to die and we all losing people. But, but we all need to know that we all will meet one day. Our all lives are connected. And um, the people who, who passed away, not in our lives, know they are always in our lives. And they're actually so happy. They're so happy. And if you are happy, they will be even more happier. That's the most important. So if you can't be happy for yourself, be happy for the people who passed away. Because they no longer here can do the, the things with you. But they will be even happier. Uh, they, they, they're not hurting. They, in this divine it's right. It's a whole different. It's, they're not hurting. Exactly. They're 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 actually your best fans, and they're trying to help you. And exactly. the one I'm happiest for is your son, because Luciano is going to be brought up with a mom who is able to have real joy instead of being stuck in your pain. 
your whole life and you'll be able to say to him, you know, I see all these wonderful things about you that were like your dad and, and, and all, you'll be able to really um, give him faith in himself. And, and life will not be a drama. Life will be joy. Life will be good. That I'm so happy for you. And I think this is not the last time we're going to chat with each other. And I am, I am very grateful that you came on today because Diana, you are christening this series of grief and rebirth. And I could not think of a better person, how lucky we are for you to be the first person to tell us about your experience. It's a blessing for us too. And I'm grateful. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to remind everyone that you can see the Grief and Rebirth show notes and all of our episodes on social at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you would like to be a part of this Rebirth series, please send me an email to hello at IreneWeinberg.com. You too can inspire people the way Deanna has today. And what a blessing. We are so grateful. Thank you.